जब भी बात करो तो हाँ आती हूँ आती हूँ एंड एवरी टाइम वेन एवर वी शेड्यूल दिस थिंग यू सेट की मैं नहीं आ सकता लाइक शाम को चार बजे शेड्यूल किया दोपहर में विल गिव मी टेक्स्ट मी की मैं नहीं आ सकती हर्षदाइव सम अदर सम अपॉइंटमेंट कोई दोस्त या तो जर्मनी जा रहा है या सम अदर फ्रेंड इज कमिंग आई डोंट नो हाउ ओके दिस इज माई फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन दिस वॉज नॉट सपोज टू बी माई फर्स्ट क्वेश्चन बट सिंस यू आर ऑन द टॉपिक एज एज अ पर्सन फ्रेंडशिप इज हार्ड फॉर मी लाइक मेरे से नहीं होता है फ्रेंड्स मुझे अभी भी ऐसा लगता है कि फ्रेंड्स बनाने में इट्स अ लॉट ऑफ स्ट्रगल आप उनको बारे में जानो उनके लाइक्स डिसलाइक्स एंड ऑल दैट आई थिंक वी हैव हैड दिस डिस्कशन मल्टीपल टाइम फ्रॉम द सेम टॉपिक राइट मेरे से नहीं होता है फ्रेंडशिप ठीक है मैं क्लियरली बोलता हूँ मैं क्लियरली बोलता हूँ लोगों को दैट आई एम नॉट अ गुड फ्रेंड हाउ डू यू मैं मतलब ऐसा होता है एक तो कॉलेज में वैसे दोस्ती होती थी जिसे तो मतलब विंगीज है तुम्हारे हर दिन ही बात कर रहे हो तुम उनसे राइट मतलब यू आर इन टच विद देम बट एज एन अडल्ट आई रियलाइज कि इवन इफ यू नॉट इन टच विद देम लाइक रेगुलरली बट ऐसे मतलब दो तीन महीने में एक बार और वो एक बार जब तुम बात करते हो इट्स नॉट लाइक यू आर हैविंग अ स्मॉल टॉक राइट यू हैव इनफ फाउंडेशन फॉर दैट फ्रेंडशिप दैट यू कैन गेट राइट इन टू वॉट एवर स्ट्रगल्स दैट पर्सन इज हैविंग और इफ दैट पर्सन इज गोइंग थ्रू समथिंग डिफिकल्ट और इवन द हैप्पी मोमेंट तुम डायरेक्टली मतलब शेयर कर लेते हो इतना हेसिटेंसी नहीं होता है आई थिंक तो जो फाउंडेशन ऑफ फ्रेंडशिप है वो शायद मैंने बहुत पहले अच्छे से बिल्ड कर लिया है विच इज एनेबलिंग मी टू कीप गुड फ्रेंड्स गोइंग फॉरवर्ड बट दैट द थिंग ना मोनिका लाइक नॉट दैट यू आर नॉट पुटिंग इन टू पुटिंग इन एफर्ट इन फाइंडिंग न्यू फ्रेंड्स तो अभी भी नए दोस्त बनाती है हाउ डू यू मैनेज और हाउ यू हाउ डू यू सरकमेंट ऑल दिस फ्रेंडशिप एंड ऑल थिंग हाउ डू यू मैनेज टू कीप अप विद योर फ्रेंड्स Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, and that that comes as a very ironic statement when I say that I'm an introvert, and then I also say I have a lot of friends. People generally don't believe. I've been uh, told many times that you're not an introvert. You're an extrovert. Look at the number of friends you have. <laughs> does it take a emotional toll on you? It does. Yeah, it does. Um, I'll be honest. Then why you keep doing that? that? <laughs> Because I'm a person who can't say no. That is the root of the problem, and it has been such a long journey for me to even get to this place where I'm able to draw boundaries today. Like earlier, I used to have zero boundaries. I think back in Kanpur, you would know, मतलब कि अगर कोई बोल रहा है कि bro इधर चलते हैं and I'm I'm like doing something. I'm like हाँ चलो कैंटीन चलते हैं. I was I I I didn't have the concept of saying no to someone. And I think it's been in like recent past, like throughout my MBA after uh, uh, after my MBA also a lot of introspection therapy, everything. All of this led to me drawing boundaries. But this is a very, मतलब uh, <laughs> a wrong statement to make. But I think I see friendship as a hobby. Like, मतलब maintaining relationships <laughs> is my hobby. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> I haven't openly admitted it anywhere. But I'm admitting it here okay. today. Okay. Uh, today. You are the only person like me, jisse mila hu, who have said that friendship is a hobby. <laughs> okay. Uh, राइट Yeah. yeah so what was the whole story it's behind there because that also started as a yeah i know hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a nice paint it's a nice painting sketch. it's a nice sketch 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 right so it's a nice sketch and what was the idea behind that and what is what is 100 days of 100 saturdays of happiness what is that yeah so uh, i think i started this in 2017 around 2017 and uh, that was the year when uh, like uh, माय फादर हैड अ हार्ट अटैक एज वेल मतलब उस साल के बीच में एंड देन दैट टुक अ लॉट ऑफ टॉल ऑन मी लाइक आई वेंट इनटू डिप्रेशन एंड देयर वर आई वाज स्टेइंग एट होम सो आई डिडंट हैव एक्सेस टू फ्रेंड्स लाइक इफ यू आर इन कॉलेज यू हैव योर फ्रेंड्स अराउंड यू एंड यू कैन ओपन अप टू देम एंड आई आल्सो एट दैट पॉइंट ऑफ टाइम वाज अ काइंड ऑफ पर्सन हु यूज्ड टू नॉट ओपन अप अबाउट इश्यूज आई मीन आई आई कांस्टेंटली थिंक दैट आई एम बीइंग अ बर्डन ऑन समवन व्हेन आई एम शेयरिंग थिंग्स इवन दो दे आर माय फ्रेंड्स आई डोंट डू इट So I was suffering alone, and mentally I was not in a very good place. Um, so, like, cut to three, four months later of that, then uh, I had read this. Uh, I think it was someone's WhatsApp, uh, the uh, status or something that uh, you owe it to yourself to find your own happiness, right? That is a very famous quote, I think. Uh, but uh, that's uh, uh, yeah, that struck a chord within me, and I started to think, what exactly is happiness? And then. i legit looked at like a uh, uh, retrospect of one or two years like uh, in the past what were the moments that i felt really happy like what is happiness to me even so i realized that i was not able to define a particular moment ki this is something that had made me happy i have completely lost that sense of self matlab what is that uh, like i'm i was being like a part of someone else's story where i'm being happy because they are happy but i i didn't know why am i as a person who is existing on this planet what is it that is making me happy as an individual i didn't know that so uh, that was the one reason and i thought that i should take it upon me to discover what exactly is happiness like how do i even define it i didn't know anything at that point and uh, saturday isliye because like we all know fridays are busy and you have somewhere to go or some place to be and sundays pass in the dread of monday so i felt like saturday is that one day where you can do whatever you want like explore or something like that so that is why i thought um, i do like 100 happy saturdays and each saturday i do something different or anything uh, that i had i used to do when uh, i was a child which used to make me happy um and then figure out what exactly are the things that are driving that contentment in me so and 100 days because uh, this this is very lame and naive and childish but uh, there was another friend of mine who was at that time doing an origami project um i forgot it was a, it is called paper project or something and every day every single day 
he made uh, um, an origami piece of art and he used to just post it like that was his routine every day he did that continuously and that motivated me so much ki yaar koi banda itna shiddat se ek har din thodi der nikal ke kuch na kuch banaya he did it in 365 days challenge not like 100 days or 365 a bloody year and i was so impressed with that so i thought yeah maybe this is like the kind of routine i wanted and uh, saturday kuch karte hai that kind of thing so i started and uh, the first saturday i think uh, ha the first saturday i had gone to the shelter home where i used to teach um, like i used to i i volunteered i volunteered for two years and then i stopped volunteering so uh, that first saturday i went back to them because when i was trying to think ki like the first saturday what am i going to do and uh, What came to my you mind? Volunteered very, te- you volunteered as a you volunteered as a teacher there. You volunteered yes, as a teacher yes, there. Yes, okay, okay. Yeah, I volunteered as an English and math teacher, and it was so amazing. I think that was the most uh, heartwarming experience that I've had in a like even up till now. I think that was the best thing that I've done. Like teach those kids and be with them. It's it's such a precious and joyous experience. I I. give anything to go back to that is just that uh, right now even i've tried like in bangalore to figure out if there are any shelter homes but there's that language barrier and i don't know how to overcome it i don't know if it's an excuse but yeah that is there so uh, on the first saturday i had gone back to the shelter home i spent some time with the kids they were so happy that i had come back like after such a long time and uh, it it was very nice and i genuinely felt uh, very happy so that was the time i was like theek hai isko bolte hain happiness chalo isko aur explore karte hain ki aisa aisa how what is it that is making me feel uh, this way what are the other things that are making me feel this way so yeah then the second week i, I don't even remember what i used to do on the saturday <laughs> i do remember writing something or creating a bookmark or going to some place watching a play निर्वाणिंग um yeah uh, so i had stopped ha- uh, 100 happy saturdays because i got into mba and uh, since uh, it is so hectic from day one and i understood that i cannot it's not feasible for me to continue uh, that on every saturday i'm doing something for myself i need to sit there and study and um, prepare for my internship or whatever so that is the reason why i had to i had to it was not like i did choose to but i had to stop uh, Hundred happy Saturdays. Um, I sometimes wish I uh, continue it. Th- this this conversation is making me want to continue it. Um, but uh, uh, the second point that you asked me, like, um, do you um, sort of uh, have Fine. you achieved that happiness? Yeah, finally found uh, happiness. Fa- fa- yeah, finally found that happiness. I'd say in some part yes, in some part no. I'll give you reasons for both. Uh, when I say in some part, yes, I think uh, uh, happiness as a like a larger picture, I still don't know what it means to me. But what I've understood is there are these little elements, right, that um, add to uh, your 
happiness like happiness is not a state that you can achieve and you're there constantly that is not the case it's something that comes and goes every once in a while and when it's there you enjoy and then tada bye bye and then your life happens and then again happiness so it's not a state it's not a constant state it cannot be a constant state if it is a constant state you're not going to enjoy the the moment as much right so uh, that is something that i've realized and uh, the other aspects of it was it helped me a lot with my mental health uh, in the sense that the project always started for like keep i am doing it for my happiness but it helped me a lot with my uh, mental health in the sense that it taught me little little things right matlab um, going to the shelter home i realized ki uh, the things that we find that so challenging or um, so difficult in life to navigate through are not essentially that difficult it's just that we're making i mean of course each to their own that uh, your problems are your problems you can you know how difficult they are and it's not uh, not upon us to belittle them or anything but what i realized is there are a lot of um, other th- other people who are fa- facing much more difficult situations and they're not cribbing while doing it right like uh,
less fearful or anxiety or whatever just to okay. ha so uh, yeah. okay so there's a whole philosophy chain of philosophy regarding happiness i think you might be aware that if uh, agar aap happiness ko ko piche padho so you might elude happiness like if you try to chase happiness it might elude you so uh, yeah. right so do you think that's true because with 100 days of saturday you tried to chase happiness or is it more about finding gratitude rather than finding happiness no uh, like i said right there are multiple aspects that uh, uh, first of all i was not chasing happiness i was trying to understand what <laughs> happiness is So, but that's the I same but that but that's the yeah. same thing no like trying to understand what is happiness is isn't it essentially huh. the same thing as uh, trying to find no, achieve happiness no no if i'm chasing something then i know what i'm chasing it right if i'm like trying to understand something i don't know what it is i'm just exploring different things to understand ki where am i feeling that particular joy uh which i'm sort of taking as a benchmark that uh, the first saturday when i went and met my kids the kind of feeling i felt that was a benchmark that i get ki aisa wala moments or uh, this kind of pleasure or joy what are the other things that are giving me that right so yeah in some way you can say that i am chasing that feeling so that is essentially chasing happiness yeah sure <laughs> uh but it, it wasn't eluding me harshit i think uh, because um Uh, it you found something that made you huh. happy at that instant right like tune jaise bola ki is moment mein jo happiness mila enjoy that moment and baaki fir like in finding things to cling cling on to one moment at a time hmm. right yeah true 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 totally agree and apart from that what i've also realized is that uh, earlier my mindset used to be ki khushi aayegi to aayegi मतलब दैट यूज टू बी माय आई एम लाइक अ मोर ऑफ अ कि पासिव पर्सन इन माय लाइफ वाज जस्ट लुकिंग एट हाउ लाइफ इज गोइंग बाय राइट इट्स वेरी मच इन द कंफर्ट जोन नॉट डूइंग इट्स नॉट इवन नेसेसरीली कंफर्ट जोन बट आई एम जस्ट अ पासिव ऑब्जर्वर ऑफ माय लाइफ आई फेल दैट बट आफ्टर दिस होल एक्सरसाइज आई फेल दैट यू शुड बी अ मोर एक्टिव पार्टिसिपेंट इन योर लाइफ राइट देयर इज दिस नाइस थिंग दैट माय ग्रैंडमदर सेज दैट you should be the protagonist of your own story monica like hmm. you shouldn't be a side character in someone else's story you your, need to your grandmother your... sounds like an awesome person yeah yeah she is amazing <laughs> she's amazing so and that and that keeps uh, reminding me that theek hai matlab everyone is living their own life they have i mean they deserve they, they have to right i mean given what i what else are you going to do why, why? i mean you sure can live for someone else but you owe it to yourself right ki tum khud ke liye bhi jio given that you have a life you have so so much of there's so much of nature around you there's so many billions not not billions millions of things to explore then why would you not want to write something that is very personal and um something that is very deep rooted for you and it's not an experience that you can probably share with anyone else because it's so unique to you right and that is a different kind of joy so i think this is something that i've learned after that 100 happy saturdays ki you owe it to yourself of course i mean uh, sitting and cribbing ki oh th- this is not going right it's all in your hands at the end of the day so i think that passive observation to being an active participant of life 
uh yeah that change also happened okay and, uh, uh, so uh, being a passive passive observer i think raskin bond talks about this a lot like you should uh, enjoy nature and rather than indulging yourself yeah. in some dumb shit you should enjoy what nature has to offer so passive observance does that uh, does that flow through your writing i i know that you like to uh, read a lot and i know that you sometimes write so does that passive observance of nature or of people around does just flow into your writing as well and uh, that's a really nice question and uh, i think uh, both of them sort of culminate within my writing in uh, one form or the other like if i'm a passive observant then um, what happens is i'm able to write about the settings or uh, the Uh, whatever i've observed the uh, it's not more of a, uh, a stream of consciousness kind of writing but it's more of an observational um, you are making a take on different kind of things right you are just imagining what could have been that kind of writing is what happens for me when i'm like observing people but when i'm writing it as an active participant who has already first hand experienced those emotions then it's like wolf stream of consciousness kind of writing where i'm able to feel it and then i'm able to put it into sentences which can sort of express to the other person hey this is what i'm feeling this is not an imagination this is just something that i felt moments ago so i think there are both uh, both of them have uh, i mean i write different kinds of things or at least i like to think that i write different kind of things so both of them have a, a way into my uh, writing okay. style so, so to come into yeah. writing now I, i want you to explain something to me just give me a oh moment god. oh god oh god <laughs> what are you pulling out Uh, I want you to explain heart. this and uh, like what was <laughs> what were what okay. was your mind frame at that time when you wrote this thing It's a okay. it's a nice go back to that photo Yeah yeah go on ask me things and then I'll Yeah yeah so that is the photo and this is a nice piece that you have written here it's uh, it's a it's 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 a simple four liner but it says a lot so I want to understand what was your like mindset at that time like what was you going through and what were you thinking at that time uh so that photo um it was from my uh, grandmother's uh, uh, it's from my grandmother's home um so uh, that jasmine growing out of that uh, sort of uh, yeah you can show that photo yeah it's a pipe and it's a very ugly pipe to be honest and recently <laughs> he painted it yellow and then there's like these jasmine uh, the plant going uh, tree kind of thing go- growing out of it and i really loved this photo uh, because jasmine essentially reminds me of my mother and my grandmother uh, because they generally um, have them in their uh, hair or they use it for prayer or something like that right and it's very core for me it's a very core memory that uh, uh, even the smell of jasmine sort of reminds me of my mother or grandmother that has always been there so when i took this photo and uh, i was actually going through old photos for some reason it was not the intent of writing this four liner but i had something else in mind then i stumbled across this photo and i was just thinking about them and just like uh, the previous day i was talking i was video calling my mother and my grandmother and i was cribbing to them about like work and i don't know and they were asking me when i would get married and i was cribbing even about that ki nahi karna yaar shaadi this that 
and then uh, what i realized is that so many times right so many times in my life my mother and my grandmother um, have always been listening to my problems and uh, it has been a very few like there have been only few instances where i have heard about their problems and their problems are way like again that there's a difference right my problems their problems that kind of thing but i've never heard them talk about it with me per se and in general my grandmother also is the kind of person i don't know whom she shares those problems with she doesn't have that kind of support system i mean you don't go to your ch- I, i i hope she talks to my mother about it but uh, i know how my mother is i know how my grandmother is. they are very deeply religious people and they sort of uh, you know uh, hope or pray and have faith in god to solve their problems it's their way of matlab uh, at the end of the day that is where they go to um, like um, unburden their uh, emotions or it's not a human who is reciprocating or having a interactive kind of experience like i have with them i'm lucky enough to have with them um so this is where that stem from essentially that uh, the, these women in my life uh, uh, every evening or every night they're going to a god to sort of express their fears or whatever different kind of uh, tumultuous experiences or emotions they're having and i on the other hand uh, if i it's, it's like they have their share of problems right and they're going to a god and uh, irrespective of them having their problems and all these things i am treating them as my own god to whom i'm like going and expressing everything unfortunately i don't know if their god is communicating back to them or helping them in some way but i have complete faith that my mother or grandmother at any point of time if i'm going to them that i'll get that emotional support from there uh, so that, that is how this uh, poem uh, uh, but i think your yeah. grandmother has this whole thing figured out uh, like you uh-huh. that whole life thing figured out that like you should be the protagonist of your own story yeah so yeah I think, yeah, yeah. Nice. I, i think that is My going to be the title of this episode i think that is <laughs> going to be the title of this episode <laughs> uh, you should yeah, be the protagonist sure. of your own story your by own story. monica's Definitely. grandma <laughs> Uh, <laughs> definitely yeah are you a religious person monica because you talked a lot uh, about your parents your mother and your grandmother being religious and believing in god you have not touched upon whether you believe god there is a god or whether you believe uh, there is something called divine power so i want to know whether you are a religious person or do you believe in god or hmm. you have given up on no. god or <laughs> you don't care about <laughs> that whole aspect no uh, i'd say I'm spiritual person to some extent because uh, i am also the kind of person who is a very existentialist kind of person ki utke existential crisis ho raha hai when ji kyu hai you that kind of person right so kam kam uh, so kamus over kam, socrates <laughs> yeah 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 definitely any day i think kam over socrates but i think uh, there are some um, sometimes you can't answer the question what is existence or why are you living are you just can't you're like ki ha bro experience karke dekhte hai and then at some points you are struggling to even experience that life right there uh, i i i i feel that sometimes so i think uh, to have a sort of uh, religion is that that is what religion is to people right it's a tool for them to um, like go through this life with some some kind of support system it's their reason to live in many ways so i wouldn't say i'm like a religious person but i definitely 
thing that for me religion is nature i think nature or art this is the kind of religion i uh, i this is the kind of religion i subscribe to like if i'm going out in a park and i'm walking and i'm looking at the trees i can hear the birds i i there is some sort of divine connection that this is how my mother exp- expresses her uh, feeling when she's praying i feel so ha- pure in that moment and i'm like theek in nature mein i feel the same way so maybe this is what religion is to me what uh, like how they are feeling you, when they're uh, yeah yeah go mm-hmm. yeah you mentioned a while back that you more than religion you are into spirituality you are more of a spiritual yeah. person i uh, i've never understood this statement when people say that they are a spiritual person so what does spirituality i i i at least understand that spirituality can mean different things to different people so what does spirituality mean to you Uh, to me i think spirituality means that um, uh, there is definitely a, a a divine intervention in some ways but that divine intervention can be uh, not necessarily a god or a universe or something it can be as simple as i mean it can be in the little moments of life but there is there is this energy that is flowing that has the power to set your mood in a different way like imagine right i'm having a very cranky day i'm having it's it's i'm i'm talking about crankiness and cribbing a lot because the work setup has been like that for a while now but uh, the other day and um, i was coming back from work and i was like oh god i have to come back and work more for like to put into other hours and then i saw a little child okay and uh, she was she wasn't doing anything she was like just uh, walking from here to there and her father was talking on a phone or something okay uh, yeah he was a, he was talking on a phone he was like face that side and suddenly i don't know out of nowhere she was just hopping on her feet and then she went and hugged her father's uh, knees and that, that just just that, that sight itself that okay, okay and i'm so happy that my mood has suddenly shifted and i don't know why i mean it's like um, how is someone else able to make you feel like cha- uh, able to change your thought process or change your mood that need, that is some kind of intervention right not necessarily divine this is very small thing probably to call it a divine intervention but i remember that i had gone to paris for this van gogh um, immersive art exhibition and i was there i was uh, so it was a very beautiful experience and uh, at the end of it i cried a lot now van gogh is neither a god nor is he something like uh, which which, a which painting which, which piece of art of his was that that made you cry no no it was not a piece of art so essentially it was like an immersive art experience right so they project all his paintings on like the okay. uh, the the ceiling the walls the ground everywhere it's like van gogh's paintings and before that they also had like a japanese uh, art uh, exhibition kind of thing because a lot of his paintings were derived or uh, influenced by japanese art so they had that section also but towards the end of it they sort of uh described his journey through his paintings and uh, there there was this last uh, last sort of painting that they hung on the wall where they zoom in and they show van gogh's eyes and i was like i tore up i my eyes welled up and i started crying and i think that for me was like uh, this pureness right that i otherwise i feel like all not polluted might be a negative connotation but that kind of uh, experience so pure and i don't even know that person but i'm relating to that person in 
some other level like oh my god and that i haven't even spoken to that person i don't know anything about that person and that person looking at that person is making me cry and i mean looking at his eyes is making me cry so this art and nature i think uh, that is what is spirituality for me the way that making me feel that healing me in some ways right um, so i think yeah that is what i mean by yes. spirituality there's yeah. a particular scene in doctor who i know doctor who's fantasy and everything but i really 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 wish that someone brings back manwan shows ki like bro look at the kind of influence you had on this world i think someone should definitely i mean he should know i uh, sometimes i think he just know yeah he died without even able to sell one painting in his lifetime and that yeah. pain yeah, his was a tragic yeah his was a tragic life yeah. and he suffered through depression a lot and yeah, yeah you i'll be you mentioned that in 2017 you were going through that whole depression phase yeah like yeah. Uh, did that make you relate to van gogh more or uh, your fascination with van gogh was way before uh, your whole existential depression thing if you are okay to talk about that yeah i think i was uh, fascinated with van gogh way back from like when i was what, 13 or 12 or something like that uh, uh yeah i'll tell you how that happened uh, so um, as a kid i was uh, i didn't have many friends and like as a teenager uh, as a kid i did have but as a teenager i didn't have many friends so i used to read a lot and uh, uh, there was this one wikipedia i was reading uh, one day and uh, it was like post impressionism was the title and the first image that was the first image of starry night i ever saw um so and i was like so mesmerized because that was a full blown the page the entire page was given to starry night and i was looking at the colors and uh, even even though i couldn't see the texture but i knew there was a texture earlier up till then i knew only paintings that were like very uh, smooth or um, in essentially renaissance paintings right? those were the kind of paintings i knew uh but this was something totally different and i i and then i read a small line beneath it that uh, painter died i mean it's not like this but essentially that the painter killed himself and uh, he committed suicide and, I, and it just blew my mind that someone creating something this beautiful and clearly he's famous like uh, if i looked on the next page there are many paintings and many people scientists who talk about him clearly he was very talented and uh, very uh, uh, cherished kind of person how the hell did he kill himself dude and that is something that haunted me back then so i had gone to this uh, library that near uh, that's near my home and i got a book on language it was kind of a biography that was uh, written by i don't remember the name but that guy had written two three more people's biography it's like uh, not a very uh, like or biography biography is like an abridged version uh, if you can call that so i had read that and then i it, it just like i read it in two days and i i felt like oh god this is such a tragic story of a human who is so immensely talented and he and he starved for love love friendship nothing was given to him and he was just treated as a mad man and then he I, I don't know I, i think that is a core memory you have like these core memories of uh, adolescence right i think 
knowing van gogh is one of my core memories i think a lot of people romanticize van gogh and i can understand why in fact i can understand why a lot of struggling artists like relates with van gogh i think there's a song by don mclean also starry describes the entire this thing yeah Uh, moving on i think we should move on to lighter topics (laughs) 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 so what are what are you reading right now Right now, I'm reading Education of Yuri by Ju- uh, Jerry Pinto. Yeah, I'm still reading Jerry. it. I started it, it a while it, back, and I'm still reading. Yeah, it, it, it's a non-fiction, right? No, 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 it's a fiction. It's a fiction. It's a coming-of-age story. Ah, okay. uh, so uh, yeah. I have, I have read M and the Big Home by Jerry Pinto yeah, and yeah. you were the one who recommended it to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know. I I take full credit for it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that book. Yeah, I love that book. Mm. Uh, yeah, and it's such a revealing experience because I have not before Jerry Pinto. I don't think I have hardly uh, like in the modern world. I have not I have, at that moment of time not read any Indian authors who were that good. Like it was either Chetan Bhagat or Ravindra Jadeja or, or not Ravindra Jadeja, some other Ravindra who who writes book. Like they are all bad. And therein came Jerry Pinto, like a like ray of sunshine, Breath writing of such air. good books. Uh. Breath of yeah. fresh air. Oh, he's a very nice guy, by the way. If you ping him on Instagram, he replies. He replies back. To really? Me. I did that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> he's such a nice. <laughs> so after reading M and the Big Home, uh, I think his Instagram handle is Mahim Ka Jerry. Oh wow! Uh, yeah. Huh. yeah. So I pinged him saying that I DM'd him saying that okay, it's a nice piece of work. I really enjoyed it through and through. And he replied back. He's such a nice person. That's so sweet. Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> I I think the only writer who <laughs> I keep messaging everyone. I don't know why I keep messaging them. But the only writer who ever replied to me was Manu Pillai, and uh, that was also because of uh, some uh, uh, we had during COVID breathing and uh, we were trying to raise money. So I had messaged him, and he was kind enough to reply and also share it on his status. But yeah, I still count that as a reply. <laughs> Manu Pillai replied to me. Yeah. So you have you have you have been associated with a lot of volunteering activity, right? For Breathe yeah. India, you volunteer for that. You associate yourself, and uh, a while back you also mentioned that you uh, uh, also t- uh, taught English and maths to uh, underprivileged. Yeah, so it's right like word? Make a Difference is the uh, mm-hmm. it's an association, it's like an NGO, and they have uh, they sort of taken uh, volunteers from like. 20s to 27 uh, age group they uh, so basically they are what uh, they are the people who are running not essentially running the organization of course there is a uh, different uh, team sitting out there but uh, on a city level these are the people whom they are uh, taken as volunteers and uh, city uh, leads and they sort of uh, ensure that the kids education is uh, progressing in like in in a better way it is not in a very indian education system way but uh, like something that accounts uh, to some uh, accounts to them becoming something in future yeah but how do you manage to volunteer uh, yourself for such breathe india or some campaign like that i i don't know i mean i like helping others is what i've observed in myself like i'm the kind of person who uh, if i am going through some uh, something uh, some kind of shit and the other person comes and says i am also going through this kind this kind of it i'll be like i'll hold my shit for you and i'll help you 
i think i have come to terms with it that i'm that kind of person and uh, it's 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 sort of like uh, comes with this whole sense of empathy i think that uh, i can feel the pain of others and but doesn't that contradict with your whole philosophy now ki uh, i should put myself first i, I don't think that contradicts per se because even when you're putting yourself first okay i'll put it this way that for me helping others or uh, like it's it's very selfish if you think of it that way that i'm helping others because it is making me feel good it's very selfish in that sense if you look at it but i've understood that uh, when i it's like it's like when i'm trying to help them or in any way make their life better theek hai unka bhi life shayad thodi der ke liye better ho raha hai and even i'm feeling good about it so in some way i'm still like <laughs> i'm happy right i in some way i'm doing good i mean it's but that uh, that intensity of what i used to do has drastically reduced so uh if you ask me like who are the people for whom you'd probably uh, uh like be there at any point in time the number used to be a lot more earlier but now it has shrunk to like a very minimal kind of number so the the intensity of what i used to do is still there but the quantity for whom i used to do has like shrunk a lot so But I you think, still, but uh, you still yeah. want to do like, but you still want to help people who come along the way. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's great to have. Uh, I, I, while, I, I think that is something that you cannot change. Also, I mean, I tried it, and when I try to be the other way, it's it's it 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 causes this frustration within me that why, like, if you are a way, be that way. You no, know, why are you trying? For whom or whom are you trying to change yourself? Right? If it is making you happy, mm, take care. And if you have the bandwidth to do that. might as well do that is what i think yeah uh, so while uh, uh, while preparing for this interview i i stalked your instagram profile through and through <laughs> <laughs> so one wow. thing i came thank up with, you yeah. thank you i i i, <laughs> I, I deleted my old account i'm happy i deleted yeah. it but so <laughs> so there's not <laughs> so there's not a lot going on in your instagram but uh, Two things that caught my eye. One, we talked about hundred happy Saturdays. Other thing is, you used to post uh, Tuesdays poetry. Yeah, I used to. I loved yeah. Tuesday so poetry. So, yeah. who who was that for, and what was the whole idea behind the <laughs> Tuesday poetry thing? Uh, I'm curious Tuesday because you used, because you used because you used to post such fine pieces of poetry uh, by a lot of the people I have not even heard of. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, what was the yeah. whole idea behind so, that Tuesdays poetry? I think everything in my life, every project I've picked up has been driven by depression. ंग 
I used to try reading books, but nothing was clicking. Like I was, uh, you know, right? There are these phases yeah. when no no book clicks. You are like, okay, no, I'm not reading. And you're you're finding, you're trying to find something else. And uh, I was sort of going through my books, and I picked Sarah Kay's No Matter the Wicket, and I landed on a poem that was about her brother, and th- that made me cry a lot, and it got me emotional. And that is when that uh, I sort of. Uh, So I how I used to discover poems was whatever it it was not necessarily Tuesday. This is something that I've been doing for a long while now, like for five six years. Whenever I'm feeling an emotion, I Google that emotion and add poetry <laughs> to it, and then I go through like reading a lot, a lot of poems, and then I'll be finally I finally stop on that one particular poem with which I'm resonating the most. So this way. I think I have explored a lot of uh, different poets and also poetry, but that used to be on a whim, right? So Tuesday poetry was sort of a routine for me. Um, it's like uh, because I was going through such difficult times, I was trying to mark my time. Okay, every Tuesday you're po- posting this poem. This is a week that you have successfully survived. So I was sort of marking my time with every Tuesday posting that poem. Uh, that is how it started. and um, uh, but i've realized that over the period of time when uh, i had therapy of course and then i started feeling better so tuesday poetry had uh, like not many people were po- like reading my poems but the few set of people who were and they used to message me and we used to go back and forth about our interpretations of poem right and that was a very uh, lovely like th- those those are some really lovely memories because uh, people interpret poems in so many different ways and it's baffling to me True. like it's you projecting whatever your thought process is on that poem and you're taking back whatever you want and i never True. thought of poetry that way right like every time i thought ki ha maybe poet is saying this and i'm reading it right that's it but this experience made me realize that everyone perceives a poem in their own way and there was this one there's this one poem uh, i think it it's by ellen bass and uh, she's writing about uh, a young a young boy basically bicycling pedestling his way and she she has a lot of nature in it and it's very nice okay so for me uh, that was something different and uh, like four or five of my friends who read it everyone had a different take on it like one was like this child is uh, running into adulthood but is trying to ex- escape the responsibilities of adulthood then the other person sort of bought an existential crisis in it somehow the other uh, then the, uh, another friend of mine was like this is about exploring like the little happiness of life and my favorite one was like uh, this makes me wants to go and smell a flower outside and there are so many i think that is why people should keep creating art right like Uh, what uh, you are putting out there might not resonate with many people, but it might resonate with that one person who needs it, or who's feeling better after uh, experiencing your art. So I think. But uh, that's the. But that's people, the. Uh, but yeah. that's the fear people have, right? They like a lot yeah. of artists have the fear they don't want to end up like Van Gogh. They want mm-hmm. to create art, True. but they want to be rich doing so. Yeah, like there's good, a good, good. there's a yeah. there's a uh, quote by Shahrukh Khan like if you want to be a philosopher be rich first and then uh, use philosophy. Yeah. I think that also and th- I think that also applies to artists like if you want to be a s- artist be rich first and then be an artist because a life of an artist is very struggling. If you are if you don't It's, have enough money yeah. if you have to worry about uh, 
what you are going to eat the next day or even uh, at that night then you are not going to put that much effort into your art so i think true, that's true, a problem true. with a lot of artists uh, that's yeah. where i come from like be rich first and then uh, try uh, to yeah do anything artistic but but do do you think in the process of becoming rich you have lost touch with your art this is a question no, no. that i no. i constantly okay. no. think so about. i i have i have a little trouble with that mentality because i think at least in india and i am not sure about how people are outside india but in, at least in india we tend to romanticize such thing like we tend mm. to romanticize the poverty we tend to rom- romanticize ki okay like yeah, we romanticize everything <laughs> yeah we romanticize everything we yeah. romanticize poverty to such a extent that when we see ki okay nawazuddin siddiqui ka story like he struggle for 30 years as a security guard and we say that okay now he's a good actor because of all this struggle but that's not a good thing why i think nawazuddin siddiqui will agree that if he if he had no if he did not have to struggle for 30 years he would be much more happier True, so, true, true. Yeah, yeah. I think that's my problem with this whole uh, like if you are rich, mm. then you lose touch with your uh, uh, art. No, well, like no, I didn't mean lose touch with your art. I I just meant that in the process of because art requires skill, right? You need to have a grasp of of, of yeah. that skill. Yeah. So if if you are um my trouble no, you is can, you, if you say you can you can you can be rich and work towards your skill no as an artist like no, no, no. Bond, my, uh, yeah agree but what i meant was when i said that if you get rich and then you lost what i meant over there was in the process of becoming rich like if you have uh, stopped practicing your art right if you're not uh, trying to work on it and once you're rich you sort of uh, think that hey now i'm uh, wealthy enough i can uh pursue this then i mean even that is fine but it's yeah. like you already had something and then you put it on hold and then you made money now is it like no, that's starting okay, no. from see any anything artistic yeah anything no you're not starting from zero because anything artistic requires a certain amount of skill and and whenever you have like being an artist is like riding a bicycle like even if you huh. stop riding your bicycle you are aware of the mechanics of it like right so even if you pick up cycling mm. after uh, two decades or after four decades you will still know how cycling works you just need to grease the chain or something like that muscle memory right? yeah muscle it's like mus- it's like muscle yeah. memory so being an artist is yeah. more or less like that like if you in pursue in in pursuit of being rich if you put your artistic skills on hold for a while i think that should be okay because you are working towards something and your end objective is to be an artist only but you are making yeah. your life a little easier as an artist because life mm-hmm. of an artist at least in india is troublesome i think we both know people from our college yeah. who like who went through a traditional route who did some job and they saved enough money for a couple of years and then they went to the and then they went in pursuit of arts and, uh, yeah. and they made their yeah. career they, yeah. they are successful uh, in the media industry right now so yeah yeah, yeah. They, like are, they are they are yeah Yeah. and in fact But, uh, you have gone you yeah. you have gone to both iits uh, both iit and iim right yeah so yeah. i think you would relate to this more that a lot of startups are, are by this iit and iim people and being and founding a startup and being an entrepreneur is more like is more akin to uh, being an artist right so i think yeah, you should be able agree. to relate more to this whole ideology that you should be rich for there and then pursue uh, art 
Hmm. No, no, I I agree with uh, what you said, but uh, like I I was coming from my because even I am subscribing to the same ideology, but my personal problem with it is, मतलब which I am experiencing is I am not. Uh, it's also probably an excuse I'm giving myself that uh, I do not have the time to write, but more or less I'm like I have a bunch of things that I want to write about, but in the it's it's a constant struggle for me because i want to be good at what i'm doing in the workspace because that's how i'm going to uh, further progress in my career and that hustle mentality is so imbibed in a lot of people that if you're not hustling enough you're not going to further in your career and no hus- hustle hustling 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 hustling, hustling is diff- hustling is different than uh, romanticizing poverty monica ha huh. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree hustling. with that. Hustling. Huh. No, but where? Yeah, hustling is you are move, moving towards doing something. अच्छा, okay, that way. Hmm. <laughs> no, yeah, that way. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've, I, I, I mixed up, I mixed up that term. Maybe I'm not hustling. I'm just working hard. But yeah, so that's what, right? I, I, I'm not able to write, and uh, that is of course on me. I like, I, I'm, I'm the one who's at fault here. Was not writing as much as I would like to write, but that's a constant conflict that I have. See, do I keep a work-life balance and then write in the spare time because then I'll have the mental bandwidth, or do I like put it aside for some time and then give my constant like complete attention to my work and then reach a certain uh, place in life where I'm comfortable enough that okay, fine, now I can do what I want. that constant conflict is something i face i don't know if you even you are a writer i don't know how you navigate through this kind of problem no i i have never had a i have never had a problem right because uh, what i do uh-huh. i only write for myself i don't uh, write it for uh, appeasement like Hmm. I, and i know that i am a decent enough writer, writer so i don't need <laughs> external validation from that front i i know i know like oh uh, yeah okay <laughs> Because, no, but I, yeah. uh, the reason no the reason i know i am a good enough writer because i have read things written by <laughs> people and i have i have went to enough open mics <laughs> to uh, hear what people have to say and there they are such horrible writers monica <laughs> <laughs> like that's the face i, I want I to make every time every time i go into a poetry mic <laughs> right exactly like hi kahan gaya like when you go to a poetry mic na Eighty to ninety percent of the poems that people write are either about a love relationship or a breakup, uh, or uh, nowadays Desh Bhakti is a thing now, so it will be uh, very virus. Me, likte hain wo log. So that that's like it. It's always like yar ek kahan gaya? Yeah, either virus or shingar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's true, true, true. Anyways. But do you think that is because that is a kind of uh, emotion that is eliciting the most out of them, like the no. intensity? No, 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 no. I, I, I don't I agree this that. Because I've heard this from many people that uh, yeah, either if you are going through a breakup or if you are in love, like there is someone. I think Plato said it, or maybe it is. Uh, being paraphrased or something, but uh, there is a quote that keeps. 
uh, i see it multiple times on instagram that at the touch of love everyone becomes a poet I, and they sort of say that plato had said it i i find it hard to believe that plato i think that that might something. that might be something that gabriel garcia garcia marquez might have written in one of his books <laughs> Oh, it's it really? sounds uh, oh. it sounds more it like his like philosophy <laughs> uh, love in the time of i don't know if you have i don't know if you have read love in the time of cholera yeah 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 so yeah so he he writes like, huh. yeah he made he made you fall love with uh, he made you fall in love with a pedophile <laughs> yeah totally oh god uh, yeah hmm. <laughs> the oh, main, the, the protagonist was a pedophile but I don't think yeah. anyone has written unrequited love as beautiful as him. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't I think any. Yeah, I don't think anyone can uh, write as good as him. Hmm. He's a terrific. He guy. died a while back, I, and I have read only his translation. I don't know uh, Spanish, hmm. so I have read his translation, but and that is still good. That is still holds good. Uh, so I don't know. I don't think anyone can write as good as him. Do you feel this when you read uh, uh, books of different? Uh, language authors that you wish you knew that language because damn it they're yes. being translated into English. I, I, yeah and they are so the prose is so beautiful and you're able to like uh, i don't know associate with it so well i can only imagine the beauty of the prose in the native language that they have written right it must have been so like 100 times more beautiful than what we are reading right now i i feel that like, yeah. oh damn we're Plus, missing out on something yeah. yeah there are there are certain words as well or certain phrases which are uh, not translatable like uh, there's a i think yeah. we have talked about this before there's a portuguese word called saudade i yeah, don't know if yeah, i'm pronouncing yeah, that yeah. right or not but there's a word called saudade there's no <laughs> direct translation of that word right and i think that happened yeah, because yeah. i'll tell you why because there's a book uh, called grahada i read it in hindi and it's okay. I, like mera sar dard ho gaya tha usko padhke i think i let i didn't read anything for for a good part of a year after reading that book wow. the original wow. book yeah the original yeah i i felt such trauma after reading it and the original mm-hmm. book was in bengali uh, i think and people uh, still praise that book like the original one and in hindi it's utter shit oh wow so yeah i sometimes feel like that like if i can read something in the original book that would be that would give me a yeah. a better insight into the into correct, that correct, correct. into that world yeah. but you don't feel the there same way two, about gabriel huh? garcia marquez uh, yeah yeah there are two aspects yeah. of this you're right because even when i read uh, like few of uh, tagore's books right like choker bali i was reading the english version of course i, I was reading the english version of it and in the start i was like this is so much purple prose i can't deal with it but the story <laughs> was so good that i had to keep reading it and that, that is when i thought damn it if i could read bengali man this must have been so yeah. well written in bengali yeah yeah and there are i think that 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 made you think that. that made me think that i think the problem is with bengali translation in either hindi or english <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs>
probably. But but having said that, I still uh, if I look at I don't know if I can look at it objectively. But even then, I think uh, the English translation. I mean, the Telugu uh, original is far more superior than the English translation. I think uh, the nuances of the prose were uh, more. Uh, I mean, they were more stronger in uh, the Telugu language than. They were in the translated version. So you mention a lot about uh, depression uh, in this episode. We are so, coming uh, back to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we are coming back to that. Do you, do you want me to talk about some other thing? We can talk about the <laughs> painting that you have in the background. No, <laughs> we can talk about that painting in the background. <laughs> no, no, no. That's no. which painting in the background? <laughs> this one. I don't have. I yeah, that one. That one. There is a painting in the background. This one. This is not a painting. Yeah. This is a, uh, this postcard. Is a postcard. Yeah, this is a postcard. Uh, this is from Whisper Bring it of the Heart. Now. It's a Ghibli movie. Yeah, yeah, sure. This is uh, Whisper of the Heart. It's a Ghibli movie, uh, and it's one of my favorite Ghibli movies. Uh, this and Only Yesterday are uh, two of my, I mean, like my most go-to Ghibli movies. Yeah. A Silent Voice is also by Ghibli, right? A Silent Voice. No, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen A Silent Voice. Not sure, Ghibli. Yeah, and Spirited Away. I think Ghibli. Yeah, Spirited Away. I, I, yeah, Spirited Away is Ghibli. I, I fell in love with that movie. Anyways, so talking uh, about depression. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not to me. <laughs> no. Okay, so no, because Spirited Away is a nice seg. Like whoever has seen that movie, they can relate that Spirited Away is a nice segue into depression. True. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, uh, okay uh, not to make light of that topic uh, i know you talk mm-hmm. about that a lot uh, and i also know that getting help you in india f- about, you make me talk about that topic a lot yeah it's 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 a character flaw i bring about depression in people <laughs> <laughs> Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go on. That's okay. If you don't want to talk about it, we can skip ahead. That's okay. No, 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 like, no, no. You, you were talking about uh, uh, how hard right. it is. So I also, I also know that uh, modern generation, at least uh, Gen Z and all that, they suffer a lot with uh, loneliness. Uh, and what you are, and loneliness and depression are different things, and people often confuse them. Okay, being lonely is not the same as being depressed. And getting help in India, even to even in today's time, is very difficult, right? And getting mm-hmm. validation True. from your yeah, and getting the validation uh, that you might require therapy from your uh, immediate family or from your parents and or even your siblings sometimes is really a heartbreaking task. Was was there a problem like that? Like how do you? was there a problem like that in your family like when you told your parents that okay you might need some therapy you are going through depression or you or you did you did you tell them after you went into a, a therapy session and how did they take it uh, so i think uh, the first time when i had uh, taken therapy i didn't tell my parents about it i didn't uh, because i wasn't sure how they'd react to it and uh, it, given that my uh, parents are very understanding i even then i had the initial hesitancy of not telling them and i did not tell them that uh, i went to like i had these many sessions of therapy but uh, recently i started again and uh, this time around i spoke to my mother about it um, that hey um, i'm not feeling well mentally this came out in a conversation because 
she asked me uh, why do you sometimes like zone out or you're getting restless what's happening and um, i don't know somehow i just wanted to tell my mother ki hey i'm not feeling well mentally and this is something as it 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 might happen maybe it's biological who knows i am you don't know the reason why uh, you can be uh, depressed right it can be also biological so i'm i'm not sure what it what it is it can also happen again maybe i'll get better then maybe again i'll get depressed i don't know so it might as well let them know about this right so that was a thought process which uh, i had and i told her okay so yeah i'm not feeling well mentally and uh, i'm thinking of uh, going back uh, going back to therapy so she asked me okay what exactly does this mean do you have to like go to a room sit on that couch and uh, some there's someone examining you is it how it's going to go is he a, like it's like a counselor a psychiatrist tell me more so i i like that she came from that curious angle instead of no nothing is wrong with you that kind of uh, resistance so i appreciate that a lot um and that helped me open up as well um so i yeah, i told her that um okay so there's this therapist whom uh, i talk and she'll just listen to what am i going to uh, i mean what am i going through and she'll figure out the uh, like what are the triggers and how we can work to sort of better them or at least deal with them cope right so yeah so at least yeah so at least it's a good thing that your mother said Yeah, still, still, still. So maybe after this, so maybe after this, he might know. <laughs> I hope my my father is not a uh, like a very. Um, uh, I don't know. He he uh, he he will understand. I'm sure, but I think it's more on me that I do not want to to put that kind of pressure on him that my daughter is not well and she's seeking out therapy. I don't know how he'd react to that. So it's more of in my head. me protecting him from those kind of thoughts that's the reason i do not want but it's to been you i think he might be aware he might be pretending that he doesn't know because uh, mm-hmm. uh, you have been going to therapy for since 2017 right it's more it's uh, about 4 or 5 yeah. years now 18 yeah uh, uh-huh. and uh, and yeah. your mother still lives with your father <laughs> so yeah. he might have told so she might have told him Yeah. <laughs> he yeah, might he be pretending that he doesn't know. Yeah, father, father, fathers are like fathers yeah. can be like that. They, they, yeah. they always know what the problem with their child is, and but they still want to pretend. Okay, they they, they don't know. I don't know. Uh, yeah, that, something the, the, that Indian the, fathers have in common. My, no, no, no. I think the dynamic with my father is pretty different. Like on some topics, we are able to get to the heart of the situation and be very vulnerable. like uh, my father is not in, uh, like uh, he has been transferred to raipur so every time he comes home and i'm there we, we go on morning walks this is generally our thing that we uh, even earlier during the covid we used to do this so on on during those walks i realized there are certain topics that we can talk at with ease like there's no uh, hesitancy or no one is holding back anything it's very vulnerable and like the heart to heart we are having it but i realized that there are so many other topics in which my father is so stubborn that no we're not going to broach this or i do not want to talk about it so yeah the, the dynamic with my father because i feel that if you're able to talk of uh, about a particular topic with someone at such depth or at, with such intimacy there is like you have a bond and that is sort of uh, universal across everything that you discuss right i mean you shouldn't have a hesitancy that is my set of mind at least but that's not the case with my father um no, he has his you, boundaries yeah 
Yeah, but our yeah. older generation grew up with a different mindset. I think it improves okay. every generation. And uh, I don't know for Gen Z whether it has improved or it has gone down. <laughs> I don't see any signs of it being good. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I, I feel like we always trash Gen Z, man. I don't like it. <laughs> no, uh, no, okay. So, the, okay. Well. Yeah. yeah, there might, there might, there might be the uh, the reason I trash Gen Z has nothing to do with my bias towards Gen Z. I, I don't know. They might be good. Uh, there are good people uh-huh. in every generation. They might be. Like, <laughs> I, I I just I just I okay. I have a particular gripe, and it's not just with Gen Z. It's are uh, yeah. old. Okay, so if you uh, interact with your older generation, like just one generation higher, uh, yeah, this is my yeah. gripe, okay? So one generation higher, they had so much confidence in themselves. Even if they are wrong, they will say it with such passion that it will make you believe that, okay, they are right and you are wrong, even though you are, you might be right in that scenario. Like, huh. uh, and you might have, uh, yeah, you might have seen, yeah, like, true, that. right? So to, to, yeah, to give yeah. you an example, agar tumne, uh, to give you an example, if you have traveled by train, and yeah, they will oh sit God, on your yes. seat, uh, claiming that it, pretending that it's there, and they have such gusto and such passion and such confidence in themselves, and move on to our next generation, Gen Z. They are so full of themselves that they also believe that they are right in every generation, and we are the generation of millennial that is yeah. <laughs> that is sandwiched between these two. So that's my gripe. My gripe is not particularly with Gen Z. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> my gripe is with the yeah. older generation as well as the next generation because we are sandwiched in between the confidence or the boldness with which they, they speak the authority with which they can i mean i met a uh, lady uh yeah. my mother's age on uh when i was traveling i was coming back from uh to bangalore and she was sitting across me and we just started talking over uh, dinner and so like into the conversation she uh <laughs> told me that i think covid is a uh, like uh, hawks nothing like covid ever existed i think this is a propaganda <laughs> and i'm like bro what covid <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. They, they, even yeah. the, even the untruest of thing they will say, they will say it with such uh, confidence yes. that it will make you question your own sanity. Exactly, exactly. At the end of the conversation, <laughs> she had me thinking for a minute, is it possible? And I'm like, oh God, no, 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 no. She's great. <laughs> Don't fall for. But yeah, you're right. I mean, the, I think their belief in what. Uh, I mean, their belief system is so, uh, I, I, it's it's really baffling. I mean, how can you believe in something so strongly that you're not able to accommodate other persons? You yeah. I mean, where, from where are you getting that kind of uh, confidence? So we have two, so we have two, so we have two generation, older generation, where they think that uh, they they are better than everyone else. And then we have the Gen Z who think that they know they, they, they know everything. everything. <laughs> and we are the ones questioning everything and we are sandwiched with people. Yeah. I, sure I don't think... this th- is an age thing. Do you think if we... No, it's not... Uh, like, huh? yeah, no, I think... I, no, I think... No, I think we saw what our older generation did to... Uh, the, uh, did to our generation and we tried not to propagate to the next generation. <laughs> And we somewhere in the middle we messed up. <laughs> what do you mean we didn't propagate it to the next generation? No, like we okay, were being uh, more aware of 
yeah we were more aware like we were more aware of the problems we saw in our own family like how a mother is supposed how a housewife is only supposed to the mentality that a housewife is only supposed to be a helping hand in the house i think we saw that and we tried to question that and we tried to uh, transfer to the next generation okay that might not be the right thing uh, to say or do mm-hmm. and uh, that i think we put a filter to the to the older generation mentality and thought process and we filtered it down mm-hmm. to the next generation i think along that entire process we our generation as a whole we somewhere messed up that's that that's what i think that happened there like mm-hmm. we wanted our next generation to like we desperately wanted our next generation to not end up like their generation yeah <laughs> we, we ended up pushing them towards that also because it's not necessarily uh, oh there you have like a parent child but to this generation i don't think you have a parent child you have a sibling bond right yeah you have a brother and sister bond yeah yeah so that i think influences more because uh, you sort of mimic your try to mimic yeah. your elder siblings etc right. so you learn from them and then we have been very uh, we've been treating them with kids gloves maybe i don't know i don't know i, yeah. I can't think of it that way yeah. because i think my cousins <laughs> we have uh, i don't know we didn't we don't treat her with kids gloves or something but she's a genji and she's pretty cool and uh, yeah I, I, but i i, I also admire <laughs> that about them you know it's not that it's to not care about to not care about anything and be exactly. yeah to not care about anything and be fine with that way uh, yeah, that's a commendable yeah. thing to do like okay exactly. so my sister uh, she doesn't know a lot of things and she's okay yeah. with that like she's like ki mera this is my area of expertise i am okay if i don't know anything outside this so she is yeah. okay with that i think yeah. that's a major problem with our generation we want to know yeah. a little bit about everything in between yeah. decent i mean better and by decent i mean better than yeah and by decent i mean yes, better than a, uh, better than 80 80 90% of the people <laughs> wow <laughs> that is that's a bold statement but i i i i sort of agree with that also i mean i think you are way better than a lot of uh, writers uh, like right now so of course uh, we have sort of filtered what kind of books we read so uh you don't i don't read any more trash and i don't think even you have the time to read trash but if we no <laughs> if we i some i sometimes i sometimes i sometimes read trash monica just to uh, just to know okay what else is out there oh, you wow. have to you have is to know some you have to know some 
you have yeah you have to know something to trash on something right i can't shit on 50 shades of gray without reading 50 shades of gray so i a lot of people not know this but i my first book that i ever wrote huh, that was in uh, my sof- sophomore year uh, it's called swan song and after finishing that i uh, realized that okay i might not be a good writer <laughs> after all <laughs> so i i i, I honed my skill after that but i think that was <laughs> a very nice way for me to like expand everything bad from my system at that moment of time so jovi mere andar ka writer ke andar ki jo gandagi thi na wo us time pe nikal gayi so after writing that i came to realize that okay i might not be a good writer so i started reading more and i tried to uh, evaluate how people are writing the like uh, gabriel i discovered gabriel garcia marquez at that end and i realized okay double negatives are a thing and they how they can be used and purple prose is uh, not a good way to write about yeah. anything unless and until you are writing if on a winter's <laughs> night <laughs> so yeah before we wind up i want to know i want to question i want to ask you a couple of things how did you find a therapist like i think that's a common problem that i find people have in at least in my generation or uh, people around me that they don't know how to start about find uh, how, they don't know how to find a therapist in india yeah that is yeah. so uh, how did uh, how do you find a therapist i think how did uh, you find okay not to generalize mm-hmm. it but how did you find it the first time around Uh, a friend of mine recommended uh, a therapist to me and uh, like there were two two three people who had uh, given me their therapist number and i had a call with each one of them like that in initially introductory call 
and i figured out which one i'm the most comfortable with or which one i'm able to slightly open up and that is the one i had gone uh, proceeded with and i'd say this because like a lot of times uh, people just think that because therapy is so uh, ubiquitous we use as a term for uh, mental health right now like everyone it's like a it's a humor element okay i mean everyone talks about therapy and it's like everyone should take therapy but what i think is it's not necessary that if you take in therapy it's a sure shot goal that you're going to feel fine no because there are i mean you need to have that kind of sync with your therapist to uh, it's 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 a very different thing right like you have four or five doctors and you go to that one particular doctor who knows about all your uh, medical history or whatever right so i think therapy is similar in that sense that i'm not saying go explore like four or five therapists but uh, you should have that mindset that if you're going to a therapist it's not like it's going to change your world or it's going to solve all your problems no you'll have to work you have to put in effort even then and it's a slow process that uh, your mental health will it's like a it's basically like life right it will be good some days it will be bad some days but yeah you only you can only hope to get better but uh, of course it, it, that is a very broad classification but uh, yeah sure therapy does help yeah okay, so i have never been no, yeah i have not been to a therapist but what my understanding <laughs> is that you go to a therapist you find a person with whom you can talk about your problems uh, isn't uh, can't you do the same with a, uh, with your friends or with your close ones like how is going to a therapy and talking to a stranger any different than talking to your friend hmm. see there are two angles to it one is a personal angle the other one is probably applicable to others as well the first one is i personally feel that uh, when i'm ex explaining or when this is a uh, uh, something a deep rooted issue but if i'm talking to someone or telling them my problems i'm sort of burdening them i do not i hate being a burden on anyone i don't know why that that is the case so i don't so i i'm not i'm not the kind of person who shares her problem i'm always chirpy and like it, it's with very few people uh, whom i'm like on uh, i'm able to share my problems right that is one angle and the second angle is if you're talking to your friends right i think uh, it's like it's the same as treat therapy as a doctor right harshit i mean if you're saying that i have a stomach ache you can say that to your friend and he'll probably give you ki ha ye kha le wo kha le but only a doctor will know why that is happening because he has the uh, i mean he has a knowledge of it that he know like if i'm saying something as simple as okay i'm anxious my friend might probably be like let's watch a movie or something and give me a temporary solution for that but what a therapist might do is understand what are the triggers that are causing my anxiety and in the future how can we sort of uh, have a, a mechanism to deal with it or how how can we have a journey where i'm feeling less anxious on a day to day level right so i think that is the difference uh, with a friend of course i mean a friend will help but that is not a long term solution in my opinion in yeah that is what i uh, no, friend, f- f- you can definitely yeah, friend, uh, so what you are essentially saying is yeah so what you are essentially saying is that a friend can help you be better but a therapist actually knows how to make you feel better yeah correct correct we are fixing the fundamental problem when you are going to a therapist yeah 
so uh, i think we should wind up uh, we both have some yes. <laughs> different places to go to before we wind up uh, let me just yes. quickly ask you a couple of things uh, what are your favorite podcast how do you take I, I, how do you take screenshot I, I, I still don't know how to operate my mac very well but yeah hmm. uh, uh my favorite podcast i love listening to lex friedman and um, that the and uh, also uh, this one i don't know philosophize this you must have heard of it right yeah uh, there is yeah. i think i recommended that to and, you uh, i think i recommended also... that to you really i know yeah. i don't think so yeah i did i did you are the one yeah yeah okay, philosophize okay. this yeah Probably, i i yeah. take full credit for that okay okay fine oh then 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 uh, thank you <laughs> Yeshi also regard uh, another friend of mine. Even he recommended. So both. Thank you to both of you. I love philosophizing. <laughs> then Lex Friedman. Yeshi, I was there first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. And then NPR. NPR podcasts uh, is something that I listen to. I think I might know the answer to your favorite painter. I think that's Van Gogh. Uh, your favorite book or a couple of your favorite books. You 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 know better than uh, to ask me what is my favorite book. That's that's why I that that that's why I said a couple a a few of your favorite books, like plural. Okay, name. Give me your top five recommendation. Plural. Yeah, give me your top five recommendation. Top five. Um, okay, Mr. Mr. Sisyphus, uh, Anna Karenina, um, uh, a fine balance, uh, Rohan Mistry. Then, oh God, <laughs> this is putting little print. <laughs> And uh, and uh, I'm trying to complete all the genres, but I don't think I'm doing well. And um, <laughs> what? Uh, Nothing by Gabriel no, Garcia Marquez. Really I I I'm hating you so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> check out the comments uh, i did not i don't i do Your not comments. care about the little prince i i do not care about the little prince that's one of your recommendation i i don't think it's a yeah. uh, i don't think it's a nice piece but of literature i people relate to it i i can not, understand uh, why yeah i think it's i think it's overhyped along yeah. with that uh, uh, there's a, a philosophy book na the reluctance of a the story of a reluctant messiah or something Uh, the same writer who wrote Jonathan Livingston, yeah, the same writer who wrote Jonathan Livingston Seagull. Oh, I I I haven't read either. Yeah, 
that's what art is right I'm the same piece of art can mean uh, can yeah. yeah i for me it is overrated yeah, yeah. see i don't think it's a i i don't think it's a well written book hmm. could be possible that i read it in english that translation Make might be bad but, but i don't okay. think <laughs> <laughs> okay uh okay one piece of advice that you I want to give people one. other okay okay go ahead okay but i have one question to ask what is the last book that you read uh, that completely broke your heart because i want to give this answer that i'm asking you this question no uh, it did not break my heart but it gave me goosebumps okay uh, there's this uh, whole wolf fall series by hilary mental she died recently uh, the second book bring up the bodies oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. bring up the bodies by hilary mental yeah i gifted you wolf hall uh, you have not read it you yeah you bullshit <laughs> i definitely so, need it yeah so uh, i i i enjoyed the first book uh, and the second book there's a particular phrase uh, in that i oh by the way i know a lot of people who don't like wolf hall because they only uh, when they could not get past the first 50 pages i think the first 50 pages of wolf hall are not that good but if you if you uh, went along with the ride you will enjoy it a lot uh, she uh, hilary mental the author of that book she died recently i think 3 uh, 4 months back and there in the second book bring up the body there's a particular phrase like wo dhamki bhi nahi thi it was something it was something very trivial that a, that anyone can say to anyone and that the way he phrased the way she phrased it na it gave me goosebumps i think that is the only book that ever wow. gave me goosebumps and it's not even a horror book <laughs> so uh, yeah so uh, nothing uh, i ever read I, I that broke my heart but yeah that gave me goosebumps yeah the bring up the bodies gave me goosebumps so now uh, what which, which book broke your heart a little life it bloody broke my heart ah. it took me two months to get over it i i i think i i i am afraid i am afraid yeah. to read that book i am afraid to read that book the reason being uh, i know a lot yeah. of people who said that they felt the same way that you felt after reading that book i am enough and i am afraid that i might not <laughs> feel that way so that's why i i'm i'm, I'm a little bit reluctant <laughs> to read that these are different <laughs> <laughs> i'm a little bit see no, i don't I think, uh, see you like the prose people have hyped that book so much now that i am now afraid of reading that like what if i don't like that book and i do see no, no, there's no, already a bias there's already yeah because of the hype there's already a bias in my head regarding that book hmm. <laughs> okay. so uh yeah. no, before we close uh, yeah what if it doesn't so before we close uh, just one question that i want to ask uh, what's your favorite quote what's your favorite piece of advice that you want to give people other than what your grandmother said that you should be the protagonist of your own story other than that what piece of advice you want to give to people you should not victimize yourself Uh, I think uh, that takes away power from you when you victimize yourself. So I think 
in in every situation you should stop victimizing yourself and deal with it just deal with it yeah uh, that is another piece of advice that i'd like to give yeah so i think that's a nice uh, what is your I piece think of that, advice i don't think i have any adv- at least now at least for now i don't have any advice to give to people uh, other than be calm and don't panic that that's a fair enough yeah. i think that's what i'm trying to say ki okay the problems you have had the troubles you have had in your life i've not had uh, those troubles uh, and even if i had i think i get over uh, those troubles very easily like moving on not just from people but from things and moments that come very easily to me so i don't think yeah, i need uh, I yeah, that i, know, I, I know, think that I, is also any time i've come and expressed a, a problem to you i know how you responded to it <laughs> i vividly remember what i can even before i come to you with a problem i know what the answer might sound like so yeah <laughs> i completely agree with you don't panic no. and keep calm philosophy <laughs> Yeah, I, I see. And that's the thing. Now you see a lot of people around you who are panicking for no reason at all, just for the sake of being uh, panicked. So uh, I don't know. <laughs> so on that high note, or we can call it a low note, or I don't know what. I think we should uh, wind this up. It, it's a high note for me.